is the Wife Wisdom Podcast with Christy Little-Jones of MrsChristyJones.com, episode number 54. In today's episode, we are talking about how well do you really know your man? We as men and women, we think differently, we act differently, and we do differently. So how well do you really know your man? Up next on the Wife Wisdom Podcast. Welcome to the Wife Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Little-Jones. I'm a relationship coach, a marriage and family champion, and the chief cheerleader for women all over the world. The Wife Wisdom Podcast is a real conversation designed to help you cultivate the heart of a wife. If you are single and desire to be married, if you are newly married and want to thrive as a wife, or if you are a seasoned wife and just need a little encouragement staying a wife, you are in the right place. If you are new to our podcast, woohoo! Welcome to the family. I am thrilled that you are here. And if you are already a part of my tribe and you don't already know, I love and appreciate you. Hello, tribe. I'm super excited about today's episode because I just think that I have found some things in my marriage that I wish I had known before saying I do, because then I wouldn't have been blindsided. I wouldn't have had to go through so many bumps and bruises and lumps to kind of really figure out my man, right? Because there's certain things that I think are, we may think they're, it's common knowledge or just even common sense, or we just think that we have such a great connection with our man. We absolutely know them. But You know, one of the things that I've learned after being with Adrian for 18 years is that he really, we we are both changing. We're constantly changing. We're constantly growing. We're constantly evolving into a better version of ourselves. And so what I knew and who I knew him to be when we were dating is very different than who I know him to be 18 years later. And so one of the things that I really think is just revolutionary and major breakthrough is understanding your man's love language. Gary Chapman is a genius. He's a a doctor who has spent decades just researching relationships and the intricacies of love and learning how to love one another and how people receive love. And so he's created the five love languages. And if you have not heard of that, or if you're not familiar with it, please, please, please go visit. He's got a website. It's fivelovelanguages.com. He's got books, he's got CDs, he's got audios, and they're amazing. They're amazing. It has totally changed my relationship, not only with Adrian, I knew about it before we got married, but just even my friendships. When I understand the relationship and how people receive love. Oh my goodness. It is just so good, especially even as a mom and understanding my children's love languages, because the idea behind the concept is that people receive love a certain way. 
And most people who receive love a certain way, they actually give love the same way. Now, there are five love languages. There's acts of service, quality time, gifts, words of affirmation, and physical touch. Now, they're pretty self-explanatory. Acts of service are when people, you know, really serving, doing things that are serving you. Um, Gifts make sense. Quality time, words of affirmation, physical touch, okay? Holding hands, cuddling, sex, intimacy, right? Now, what's interesting about this amazing concept is that the way people receive love, naturally, that's the way that's easiest for them to give love. So now, for example, my husband's love language is physical touch. My love language is acts of service. But what's interesting is when we first started dating, my love language was quality time and his was still always uh, physical touch. Now, (laughs) so, but what's interesting is we've had three babies in three years. So yes, quality time right before we had children makes sense. But then after we had three babies in three years, acts of service became my love language because I'm like, listen, I need you to not have to have me tell you to pick up those toys or fold those clothes or wash the dishes because I am doing a lot and you sitting on the couch watching TV, flicking your toes. I need you to actually help, right? So that in turn became my love language and quality time, eh, not so much. So it's funny how our love languages can actually change. We can have more than one. And so acts of service and gifts was were my love languages. Gifts kind of has always been, but it went from quality time and gifts to acts of service and gift and gifts. And now, yes, acts of service. Yes, I feel completely loved when you are serving me and you are helping and you are initiating help and I'm not having to tell you what to do to help me, right? So this is so so important in understanding and really knowing your man. Do you know how they receive love? If you do not, there is a very quick quiz at fivelovelanguages.com where you can take a quiz. He can take a quiz, super easy, and then you can find out. And what's so interesting is nine times out of 10, they're they've been loving you in their love language, not your love language. And so if you're not feeling loved in your relationship, I would kind of venture to guess that they're loving you in their love language and not yours. So when we took the quiz, uh, my top love language was, uh, was acts of service. Gifts was high on there. Um, quality time words of affirmation, and my lowest was physical touch. Now, how interesting is that, right? Because my husband's highest was physical touch. His highest was physical touch. My lowest was physical touch. So now, naturally, that is not the first thing I'm thinking of in a way to love you because that's not how I receive love. But in turn, Adrian, the first thing he wants to do is love me in his love language, but that's my lowest. So you can already see how this can be, you know, it can be complicated if you don't understand, truly understand your man and understand their love language. And the goal is as a wife is to love them in their love language daily. Because don't you want to be loved in your love language daily? 
right? So can you imagine if your love language is words of affirmation and you only, you only get loved or feel loved once a month when they tell you, oh, great job once a month, you're going to feel deprived. You're going to feel unfulfilled. You're going to feel empty, right? And so I was like, wow, it's so amazing. This is such a great tool in any relationship, parent, child, brother, sister, husband, wife, to best friend to best friend to truly understand the way the people closest to you receive love so that you can be very intentional and deliberate in loving them in the way they receive love. Because when you can truly understand how someone receives love, you can actually be intentional in loving them and them receiving it. And, and naturally what they're going to want to do is reciprocate it, but they've got to know the way you receive love as well. So I wanted to really address that. The next one is studying your spouse. So understanding someone, understanding your man's love language is, is very, very important concept to truly studying your spouse. When you study your spouse, not only do you know the way they receive love, understand their love language, but conversation and communication in any relationship is huge. It's huge. When there's a breakdown in communication, there's friction and frustration in the relationship, you're irritated, annoyed, you don't want to be around each other, you just really would rather not talk, you shut down. And you know, it just can unravel at the seams very quickly. And so when you are intentional in studying your spouse, you're understanding their love language. Another piece of really understanding your spouse and, and really studying them is understanding these few things. One, you need to recognize that men are very compartmentalized in their thinking. Women are not. So there is a great book out there called Men Are Like Waffles, Women Are Like Spaghetti by Bill and Pam Farrell. Men Are Like Waffles, Women Are Like Spaghetti by Bill and Pam Farrell. And they are, there's just, there are a couple that talk a lot about marriage and relationships and they just really help people to understand the way God designed us in the, in, to think and to process and to communicate. And so men are like waffles. So they have a box for everything in their life. They've got the work box. They've got the wife box. They've got the kids box. They've got the sports box. They've got the golf box. They've got the music box. They've got the sex box. Now, what's interesting is in the way that they're designed, they are able to move from one box to another, to another, but you cannot, they cannot jump back and forth and flip flop back and forth into each box very well, except to the sex box. They can go from music to sex. They can go from their wife to sex. They can go from work to sex. They can, cause that's the only box that they can really seamlessly jump back and forth into very easily. Now, we as women are like spaghetti where everything needs to touch. Everything needs to be connected. Everything is um, is <laughs> all together at once. So I want you to think of, there's a TV show, a talk show called The View. 
The View has five women, four or five women. They're talking at the same time about several different topics. And most people in the audience are women because men, the way they're designed, the way they process, the way they compartmentalize, the, the just communication, they are completely overwhelmed with the View type format. Whereas we as women, we can talk about five different things to our girlfriend and they will catch every single point. They will catch everything in the conversation. Whereas if you were to talk in the same way to your man, your husband, your fiance, they're going to look at you like a deer in headlights. Like, okay, you've talked about work. You've talked about shopping. You've talked about um you're mad at your best friend, you've talked about the kids, and you've talked about wanting to go on vacation all in the same breath. And they've been they've been hopping back and forth from box to box to box trying to follow you. And so this is really important in really understanding your man is that you have to understand that when we communicate to them that we need to finish a thought, we need to finish the a conversation in within that box before moving to the next one. When you finish the conversation about work, finish it and then move on to the next one. Don't flip flop from work to best friend to shopping to kids in the same conversation because you're going to lose them. And what I remember is I remember Adrian would start looking through me and I used to be like, are you paying attention? Are you here? Where are you? And he'd start fidgeting on his phone and stuff like that. And it was really because I was losing him because I was jumping back and forth and taking him from box to box to box to box. And it was he was totally lost. And so I wanted to bring that to your attention. Some of you may already know this and recognize this, especially to my veteran wives. <laughs> You've figured this out already that men are very compartmentalized in their thinking. So when you're wanting to, to really uh, have a great conversation and communicate effectively, communicate in and stay in the same box before moving on to the next one. Okay. The other one is really recognizing that when you're studying your spouse, that they have a threshold, they have a threshold for the conversation. So we, as women, we can talk for, you know, 30 minutes, an hour. Most women use about 10,000 words a day and men do not use that many words a day and they don't want to. And so when we communicate or talking about something that's really important to us or that we're really passionate about. It's really important in studying your spouse to really know their threshold. When do you start losing them? When do they start looking around like, help, help, get me out of here? <laughs> when do you, when do they start looking at their phone, fidgeting, looking around like, how can I get out of this conversation? That is their threshold. Okay. So I want you to experiment, talk to your man about something that may be important to you and notice when he starts fidgeting, he starts looking at his phone, he starts trying to change the, su the subject, he starts looking through you, he start look looks like a deer in headlights, like he's not paying attention, you know, start noticing, time it to yourself and figure out what your man's threshold is. That is his conversation thresh threshold. So when I first, um, I, Adrian and I were first married, 
It maybe have been 20 minutes, maybe 20 minutes. But now when we have deep conversations, we can easily go over an hour. He's very excited that his threshold has increased. And, um, you know, we can have really good conversation for a long period of time. But we've had to build up to that over the last 18 years. So while your man has a threshold for conversation, while they are very compartmentalized in communication, It's also important, I'm speaking to my, specifically to my wives, that there's also a threshold for sex. This is a big one. Every third day, my husband would like turn into Dr. Jekyll. (laughs) I was like, why are you so mean? What is wrong with you? And I noticed every third day that we were not intimate, he was really mean. And so I was like, hmm, let me just experiment with this and see. And so we would be, we would be intimate. It was like a reset button for him. He would be nice. He'd be singing along, you know, fixing things. And I was like, wow. So just know that to my married women, that there is a threshold. There's a sex threshold that your husband has that you need to know what it is. When does he start shutting down, getting really quiet? You know, he may be starting to get mean or whatever it is, but um, notice that there is a sex sex threshold as well. And so it's important for you to acknowledge that, to really... um, put that in there are times where I've had to put it in my my phone as an alarm. Because again, my first love language is not physical touch where as his is. So I had to be very conscious and aware that I wanted to love him in his love language. And so I made it a priority by setting my alarm to be intimate with my husband, so that I could be so that he could receive love and feel loved by me. Then There is another big area of really understanding your man. And that is love versus respect. This is a big one because we, uh, as women, we're like, oh my gosh, my man loves me so much. He loves me. He loves me. He loves me. Well, he's supposed to, because God says in his word, he said, husbands love your wives, but he also says wives respect your husband. And I think where there's a, you know, kind of a breakdown sometimes between husbands and wives is that wives want to love their husbands, but they don't always know how to respect their husbands. And the reason why I think a lot of women don't know how to respect their husbands is because we have a different definition of what respect is to our husband. So it's really important for you to know what respect looks like to your husband. And the best way to do that is don't guess just ask, ask your husband. And if he's telling you, you know what, you just, you disrespected me and you're totally clueless. You've got to ask, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. What did I do that made you feel disrespected? So I was when very early on in my marriage, we were leaving my dad's house. He had this really weird lock to his door. And so I had gotten into the car first. Um, Adrian locked the door and he got in the car and I was like, oh, did you lock the door right? He said, yes. Well, I didn't believe him. I got out of the car, went to go check and came back and he was hot because I totally disrespected him in his definition because I went back and checked on it. I checked the door even after he said he had locked it correctly. So now I was able to see that, oh, when I go behind my husband and check 
something that he said he's, he did, he feels disrespected by me. So I don't think that's disrespectful, but he does. And that's what matters because it doesn't matter what you think is respectful. If your husband thinks it's disrespectful, that's the point, right? So that is the point in understanding what makes your husband feel respected and to do that. And it's, it may take time. I've had to learn over the, over the years what to do and what not to do. And some of the things that he feels is disrespectful was hard for me. It was hard for me to not say anything <laughs> and to keep my mouth shut and be like, oh, oh, I want to say something so bad. But again, if I say it, I'm going to, he's going to feel disrespected. Okay. Let me keep my mouth shut. Mm. Okay, God. This is your son, right? And so um, love versus respect is so important in marriage, in any relationship, male, female relationship. And if you can truly understand and grasp an understanding of what respect looks like to your man before you get married, during married, and, and, on, in, and on through to happily ever after, it's going to make a huge difference in your marriage. Huge, 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 huge. If your husband feels disrespected by you, guess what? You're not going to get the best out of him. He's going to shut down. It's going to be frustrating. Your connection, emotional connection, physical connection is going to be totally off because he feels disrespected by you. And it's out of order. It's out of God's design. When you don't understand the purpose of something, abuse is inevitable. The purpose of marriage is for wives to respect their husbands. The purpose of marriage is for husbands to love their wives. If husbands don't love their wives, they're going to, they're not going to get the best out of them. They're going to shut down. They're going to be angry. They're going to be bitter. They're going to be frustrated, um, disappointed, discouraged, and sometimes even depressed. So if you don't understand that marriage as from a husband's perspective, you need to love your wife. You need to figure out what love looks like to your wife. If you're a wife from a wife's perspective, you need to figure out what respect looks like to your husband and just respect him, period, for you to really experience the fullness of marriage, okay? Also, how do you make him a priority? How do you make your husband a priority? What is it that you do specifically to make him a priority? This is a big one, especially for all of our us women who are super busy, We've got a lot going on. We are CEOs, we're entrepreneurs, we are, uh, you know, driving and commuting, crazy commutes. We've got multiple children. We're, we're helping our aging parents. We are, you know, we're doing a lot. And in our minds, we feel like, oh, well, our husbands are good. They're okay, right? They're adults. They know what we're going through. They know what we're doing. They know all that's on our plates, but yet they still feel oftentimes like they get the, they get the crumbs of us, right? They only, they get the last of us. And some of us don't even feel like we ourselves get any of it because we're doing so much for everything, everyone else. And so What do you do to make your husband or your man feel like a priority? What do you do? Something that I do very, that's very simple, 
very easy, that's not going to take a lot of time, is when if you're home before your husband, when he gets home, stop what you're doing and greet him at the door. Watch what that does. Watch what that does to him. It will light, his eyes will light up. He'll be complied with. Sometimes he may even be shocked if this is something you've never done before, but it just shows them. You could be on the phone. You could be cooking dinner. You stop, drop and roll, stop, drop and greet, right? Greet him at the door. Simple, very easy. When he calls, you're on the other line with your girlfriend having a really great conversation. Just say, hey, babe, hold on one second. Or, hey, girl, hey, well, no, hold on one for a second. It's Adrian or your man, right? You you click over, hey, babe, is it is everything okay? I'm on the other line talking to my girl. Can I give you a call back? He's like, oh, yeah, 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 sure. But if you don't answer and they keep calling and calling and calling, they don't feel like a priority. So there are simple things that you can do to make your man feel like a priority. It's just, you got to kind of, study him. You got to know what's important to him. If he, I don't know any husband that doesn't want to feel like a priority. I don't know any husband. There may be some, but I've never met any. And I know as a wife, I want to feel like a priority to my husband. I don't want to keep calling him and he doesn't answer my call. I feel like who who are you talking to? Who's more important than you clicking over to answer my call. And so, you know, sometimes we have to put ourselves in their shoes And think about, huh, you know what? When's the last time I was, I went on a date night with my husband. When's the last time I was intimate with him? When's the last time we just sat down and looked at each other's eyes? When's the last time we prayed together? When's the last time we, we just, we would dream together? When's the last time we did that? Wow, it's been a long time. You know what? I want to make a priority to do that again together. And so I really, this was on my heart to share this week as encouragement to whether you are single in your dating, whether you desire to be dating, whether you are newly married, you're about to get married, or you're a seasoned wife, it applies. This, this episode applies because it's about really studying your man and how well do you really, really know him? And are you, are you aware and plugged in enough to your man to notice changes in him, notice changes in you, notice changes in the marriage. And are you, are you aware enough and plugged in enough to be like, Oh, I don't know if I like this. Let me regroup. Let me kind of plug back in a little deeper to find out what's really going on so that I can, can make some changes in me and my behavior and my action that will will help support or to help create a a deeper connection with my man, with my spouse. And so that is what I want to share with you today. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for allowing me to share and continue to pour into you. Love you. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. I really, really appreciate it. If you are not following us on Instagram at Wife Wisdom, I invite you to join our tribe over on social media on Instagram. If you have not rated our podcast on iTunes, please do so to rate and review us. That would be awesome in helping other women find our podcast. But most importantly, I just thank you so much for 
continuing to be consistent and listening to our podcast each and every week, sharing this with your sister circle and continuing to just share and, and send me love and encouragement and support that this is blessing you, that it's encouraging you, that you truly are benefiting and feel like you're being served through this podcast. So thank you so much for being here. I love you so much with all my heart and I look forward to connecting with you next week. Bye-bye. The Wife Wisdom Podcast with Christy Little-Jones was created to help you cultivate the heart of a wife by giving you practical tools, tips, and techniques to live happily ever after. Well, at least most of the time. (laughs) So until next week, keep learning, keep listening, and keep love first. Bye-bye.